Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Pretty good. Excellent. Excellent. Our cocktail of the week is Oliver Peach Pie Apple Wine with Natural Flavors. Somebody sent this to us, and I was like, I have no idea what apple wine is. I don't know what this is going to be like. And Jared Dad was like, oh, that's going to be really good. And I was like, I don't know what it is. So I open it up. It's fizzy. It's in like a wine bottle kind of, but tall. Got a cork. It's got a cork. So I thought it was going to be some weird like fruit wine. I thought it was going to be like apple cider, but I like peach pie. So it had real promise. It's very good. So it's it fizzy. It's kind of like a hard cider. But it's sweeter than no, that. No, I like it because it's really sweet. It is. Mm. It tastes like peaches. It's delish. It is good. It's yeah. very good. Peach pie, apple wine. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. A little niche, bit of both. This perhaps, is really good. Really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the people who sent us this sent us a bunch of peach stuff from Georgia, and uh, man, it's all delish. Pretty nice. Yeah. Pretty I opened nice. the box. I'm like. I'm just going to open everything they sent us and stick my finger in all of it and try it. Since we have such an incomplete understanding of Georgia from like Savannah mm-hmm. and driving through ni- on 95, that's about it. I've been this to Atlanta a bunch of times. You've been to the Coke Museum. <laughs> I mean, that's one thing I did in Atlanta. That's what, that's what I keep hearing about in Atlanta. <laughs> I, I don't even feel like I've talked about it that much. I do have many things to say about it. I remember many things you've said. Because you went to it. Did you go to Atlanta? Nah. You've been the Coke Museum? Oh, no. Right. Anyway. No. Is your pea screen touching your mic? Perhaps. That makes it not work for screening the peas. There you go. Dear Dad, continuing to struggle with the pea screen. It's very complicated. <laughs> so I have a philo- philosophical conundrum. Oh, okay. What is more edgy to have no rules or to have a rule and break it? <laughs> <laughs> That is a very GR dad conundrum. Yeah, you should think about these things. What what makes you feel better? That I don't know that we're being edgy now is very good to think about. Like we're crazy. Edgy. Because we're a day late. We are. Yeah, that's right. That's what made me think of it. It isn't like an isolated thing. I'm like, is it better to just have no rules and do whatever the hell you want? Or is it better to have a rule and then just go, eh? Yeah, this is definitely the with rules podcast being dropped late because we were, uh, it's been a really busy week. For just a normal general. week, it was long. Yeah. Uh, oops, sorry. Just knocking stuff around on the table here. Was that you? That was me, sorry. Oh, I would have taken the blame. <clears throat> nope, that was me. Felt like it was me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is breaking the rules on the With the Rules podcast. Yeah, we have them. We're just not following them. It feels very subversive. Excellent. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. So in the world of dog updates, uh, today is the second day in a row that we have eaten dinner with Swizz next to us and she has not barked at us. She's kind of just watched us. She's just watched us. Now we have changed the routine a little both days. Like we ate at the table like grown-ups yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Which must have freaked Swizzle. I think Swizzle thought we were podcasting. <laughs> and then we switched it up today where I ate literally sitting on top of the kitchen counter. Yeah. And you were like I was standing there around. chopping around. Yeah. Uh, we had like the classic GR household dinner of queso and guacamole and champagne. Oh, it's so good. It's just... <laughs> cheese and mush yep and, and chippies and most of a bag of scoops but she laid there on the floor didn't bark at us it's the first time in months that we've been able to eat yeah without her barking at us yeah so it's whatever is working and it's probably chemical is working 
Yes. I, I like to think that that's the antidepressants kicking in. She seems a little bit more droopy, but I guess that's fine, too. I don't think she's droopy. She's maybe a little more tired, but I, she's way more affectionate. She seems better. I think she seems much happier. She seems contenter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's a big win. Yeah, that's great. If we can do that. We we did go out sometime Three in the last ago, week, yeah. and we're like... Oh, nobody's barking at us here either. That's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> I guess it's true. It's the third dinner in a row she hasn't barked. <laughs> but it's unfair to count the one yeah. in the restaurant. <laughs> uh, so that's that's big progress, and that's good. It's been about three weeks that she's been on the antidepressants, and so um, we're just at the point. Like, we still have another week before they've even kind of reached full effect normally. So. And she's otherwise the same. Yeah, she's doing good. Oh. Uh, so that's good. Uh, a few people have asked about hops because hops did have... A bad day. So I guess on our last No Rules podcast, that's when she like puked all over everything. And she hasn't... She's kept it together since then. She has, yeah. She hasn't puked since then. She had a couple days where like her appetite wasn't great. So who knows? Like maybe she ate a dead thing. (laughs) Maybe she just, you know... There has been a really interesting smell coming from next door on on the other side of the fence. So who knows if Hops snuck over there and ate something. Dead lizard. I believe it's a dead lizard, yeah. But also, like, dead fish occasionally float by. She could have chomped one of those. She's jellyfish. Who knows? She does have worse arthritis, and she maybe it's self-pity. It could be. She's full of self-pity. I don't know that, that self-pity makes you vomit, but... She had uh, a lot of it. it that's was, true. She was full up. That's true. But she, uh, yeah, there were a couple of days where she wasn't... Uh, so she had the day where she threw up, and then she didn't really want to eat a ton the next few days, but she did eat... Now she's pretty much back to normal. Her arthritis definitely is worse. Um, yeah. But that's just... She still enjoys the water, looking at fish. She's back to her bullshit. Yep, yep. She, so she's fine. A bunch of people are like, oh, is Hops fine? She's fine. Uh, she just had a couple of days where she didn't You're feel good. You're fine, Hops. You're fine. <laughs> um, Speaking of back to normal. Guac got his staples out. <laughs> Dopey. Uh, I don't remember. Have we done a podcast since then? Since staples? No. Uh, I think yeah. we, we did one post-surgery and that she was basically better but she's staples out i don't think we've done one because yeah. you know no we've rules man <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah he got his staples out uh whatever was that this week i think it was thursday yeah or Wednesday. tuesday that's he's, right tuesday this week uh yeah well that's right we haven't done one since then so it's fine i mean they came out to the parking lot took him out of the car brought him in brought him back you said there's a staple remover like you have in paper except for Stables in the stomach. Yeah, it looks sort of like a pair of pliers. And then, or so I actually have like a pair of like uh, pedicure scissors or pedicure clippers that are like this, like a kind of pair of pliers, but clippers. Terrifying. Uh, They're really good for like trimming toenails and stuff, especially because my toenails are so messed up from all the running. And uh, yeah, some funny though, with those clippers, you usually end up with no toenail. Hmm. That's that's because the toenail's missing in the first place. I don't know. Those are <laughs> devices of evil. Anyway, so imagine that. But so it's got like on one side, it's got like a little two prong fork. And on the other side, it has one prong that fits in the middle. And so they stick the two prongs under the staple and then push it down. And the one prong pushes down in the middle and it dents the staple down, which pulls the ends up out of it. Turns it into an M. Yep. Turns it into an M. Uh, so that's how you take staples out. I've done it before in the vet's office myself. They 
Like our vet in Maryland, they just give me the staple remover and let just me take the staples Just for random out. pets or your own ones? My own. Oh, my you own. don't wander around and are like, that cat could use some staples removed. They would totally have could let you, me do that. You, <laughs> that's a real problem. You should not admit that on a podcast. And sometimes they'd show up and they'd just be like, here, you want to do it? I'm like, I can do it. And they're like, okay, here you go. And with your own it. dogs, I don't have a problem with this. Yeah. I mean, like Dr. Bob in Maryland, he'd just be like, okay, we put in stitches to take them out in seven days. You know what you're doing. Take them out at home. Yeah, you don't even have to come in. No, no, I take out the stitches myself. Uh, I don't have a dog staple remover, so. Uh, Anyway, Guaco's been good. He hasn't been licking it. He hasn't been scratching at it. He's been real good about not doing bad things with it. His goodness deprived you all of the joy of seeing him in the onesie that I bought for him. My mom recommended... Not me. You all listeners. You all listeners. Uh, So when he first got this, my mom was like look, he's going to lick at it. Uh, my dad doesn't like to put their dogs in a cone, which can be really annoying, but my mom goes along with it. And she's like, I was just up all the time with their dog Deuce, like trying to keep him from licking himself. She's like, so I think my sister-in-law had recommended this onesie and basically you can like unsnap. It's got a space for the tail, but you can unsnap it at the butt and it like Velcros up so they can go out and like do their business. And then you snap it back closed. It's like a baby onesie with, totally. the, with the flap in the back. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, so she's like, this, this will be great. And I was like, oh my God, like I, you know, I don't want to have him in the cone for 10 days or two weeks. I guess just once we do have to put it on and we haven't even tried it on. I know we should. Uh, but I was expecting like, okay, he'll be like doped up for a day and then he'll be in the onesie for two weeks. He never showed. Yeah, I, I thought he would be frantically chewing at these itchy stitches. He didn't lick it a single time. No. No. He, he licked his his boots with the fur, his front paw a little bit because it yeah. was itching, I think, when it grow in, grew in, but nothing. It was a real contrast to his stitches. Yeah, he was totally fine with it, so he didn't get guacano. And it's really cute. It's blue, and it's got, like, red piping on the edge. Oh, we totally have to try it. <laughs> yeah, we'll put it on him tomorrow. He'll probably think it's fun. Yeah, and then it'll go in the water, and it'll be, like, scuba suit. Yeah, sweet boy. So. He has been back in the water. He just goes out, and I've been irritated by this. He just goes out and stands in it. He doesn't yeah. swim. Why does that upset you? Because he do, he's like just standing there and I'm sitting there getting eaten by mosquitoes and he's kind of looking around like, yep, you know, he's not doing anything constructive. <laughs> he's not doing anything. He doesn't have to be productive and, and go. Get out of the water then. <laughs> there are a lot of mosquitoes. Like that's true. Yeah. He doesn't care. I do. So guac is good. Uh, CBGB doing the same. Vink, we've been able to do, to reinstate Vink is the moon. So we stopped doing Vink is the moon because we did it once shortly after we got guac and it freaked him out and he was like chomping at her. He almost ate Vink. He went crazy. He didn't, not snarly, but frantic. Yes, yes. And like he he would chomp and play, but it was like way over the top. Like he needed to back the fuck and, off. And as everyone's now seen, he's real big. Yeah. He's, yeah, and he'd like chomp at the back of their neck, and it was just, it was way too much, and he couldn't control himself. So we stopped doing it. Um, and then he's been getting better. Like, he really has learned when he gets excited, stick a thing in his mouth. He goes and finds a, he, a ball he's and like, sticks it in oh, his mouth. Oh, I'm excited. Time to put a thing in my mouth, yeah. uh, which we've kind of taught him, which is great. He, he's doing a good job working his way into our favors. <laughs> he's a very good boy. I love him. He's a good boy. Um, and so this week, Vink was doing some sort of frantic licking, and usually we do Vink as the mood because she clearly like needs an emotional release. Do the Vink song. 
Think. Oh, the the. Think comes up and like starts licking our face. She's like lick 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 lick. And so that's the song I sing. She's wagging her tail now. She hears it. Do I now have to? Do I have to howl? Do I have to howl? Good job, Think. You're a good dog. So yeah, she. That's the song we sing when she licks us in the face. She clearly knows it too. She's all happy now. Good, <laughs> she, good girl, Vink. You can go back to sleep up. though. Good job, Vink. Oh, she's got all sleepy little eyes. Yeah. So that sometimes turns into Vink is the moon, because uh, she just gets wound up and is I think cathartic for her. But we haven't been doing it. So this week we were doing the the ma 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 ma, ma song. And uh, and we went into a Vink is the Moon, and Guac was great. Like, he kind of barked along with her, but that's fine. I mean, it's a chaotic time. It's like when she gets her dinner, and he, he comes in and does a one-bark spin. Yep. Yeah, but, like, no chomping at her, no jumping around, like, no chaos. He's just like, this is weird, and I'm a bark a little bit, but, um, you know, nothing that makes us go, oh, well, now we can't do that. It's just a little more chaos. So that's been really good. Like, it shows Guac is getting much better at just, like, controlling himself yeah and not, and realizing that it's not you know the end of the world or apocalyptic it's just kind of there's some level of chaos yeah i mean he's getting to uh close to the end of his third month with us which is you know about when they really start settling in like they they feel like this is their home now and you can really it's made a big difference with him like he uh he still doesn't come when he called for, for beans, not at all. Uh, so he's got work to do, but he he behaves. No, he's, he's real good at looking at us when we call him with that dopey look, and then he doesn't come at all. <laughs> but like absolutely trustworthy with the other dogs now. Like yeah. before, I would worry like, ah, oh, can we really leave them separate? Like he might just get over enthusiastic while they're playing. No worries about that at all now. Yeah, hasn't countersurfed in a while. So we got the zapper strip <laughs> that, uh, since we've had our last podcast. So it's got like a battery pack, and then it's like a four-foot-long strip, and it's got a couple wires in it, and it takes a nine-volt battery. And uh, and so GR Dad and I both have zapped each other a few times. We have it on the lowest setting. It's unpleasant, and it's sort of surprising, but it doesn't hurt. It's not painful. We've zapped ourselves. I have not zapped you, and you oh, have not right. zapped me. We have each... <laughs> that makes it sound like more playful than it's been. <laughs> we have each zapped our own selves. Uh, zap is it's like startling. It's not painful. Yeah, it's not painful. It's just like, whoa, that thing just happened. You know when you lick a 9-volt pottery? It's kind of like that with your hand. Yeah. Uh, so we set that up and we've been putting, like when I make dinner, I've been putting all the stuff that I don't want to clean up on the counter that has the strip. So I like, there's the strip like right at the edge of the counter. And then I put all the other stuff behind the strip on the counter. So like bread and like unwashed pans, all of it goes back there. And we had dinner one night. So like we normally eat out on the porch. So we brought Swizz out there. We brought the dinner out there. And I had like tons of stuff that I normally would be hiding in places. I just stuck it all behind the strip. And then I'm like, all right, Ingo, I think he's, he, this is going to be the time that he gets zapped. And so we're like, we're standing out there and then we're watching. We look in the, there's a window from our porch that looks into the kitchen. We look in and we see Guac like walk into the kitchen and he's got his nose and he's like sniffing around there on the counter, sniffing up there. All right, he smells the stuff. He sees the stuff. And then... 
He's like, okay, and then he just wanders back out. <laughs> and we're like, ah, dang, he didn't zap himself. And so he hasn't zapped himself at all. We've, we've been leaving tons of stuff out behind that strip, shown no interest. And maybe he just noticed it's weird and he doesn't want to try it. But great, yay, that would be fine. Whatever. Be a fine result. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, so, yeah, so the strip is still up there, but he has not countersurfed at all he's not tried to get up there even though we've been leaving a ton of stuff out that he'd normally go for oh maybe he's like last time i got surgery after i jumped up here so maybe i won't do that again that would be very smart that would be more clever than i'd expect from him uh so anyway that's the that's the guac update so everybody's and the think update everybody's doing good it's a it's a good week in dog news yeah guac has he has had some effects from his surgery you haven't you tried to give him a walk, and he was kind of hesitant to go very long. I mean, this is he's not quite up to running speed again. That's right. Uh, it's not terrible, but and since the stitches came out, he does better, but he definitely isn't as, uh, as enthusiastic about the running or even the walking as he was before. Like, he, he, you can tell he's still a little sore. Maybe we'll put him in a canoe, a ca- kayak. Kayak. He would, he'd probably like that again. I did kind of go around that one time. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's the dog updates. Um, we have a couple conch lifes this week. Uh, so one actually comes from Canadian Running Magazine. They wrote an article called Meet the Woman Running Every Road in the Keys. And it begins, American ultra runner Jen Golbeck is in the middle of a giant challenge. And I was like, oh, oh, it's me. I didn't know they were writing this. Like somebody was like, hey, did you see this? And I was like, I sure did not see this amazing article about me. <laughs> Obviously, about journalistic me. genius. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, Good they job, Canadian journalists. They didn't talk to me, but they're like, check out these cool Strava maps that she's making. And like, here's some pictures of her. And it's got all these like keys facts. And it's, and I just love that it starts American ultra runner Jen Goldbeck because like, I know I'm an ultra runner, but I also like Canadian running magazine validating me as American ultra runner Jen Goldbeck. You just don't realize how awesome you are in everyone else's estimation. I mean, it's pretty cool. So because you just go, I still have 120 miles to go in the keys and everyone else goes, holy crap, you've run 200 miles in the keys. <laughs> Uh, so that was pretty awesome. I, uh, I tweeted that on my Jen Runs With Dogs account. If you want to go read it, or you can go to Canadian Running Magazine and you'll find it. It's very exciting. It's pretty good. I, I mean, I'm just chuffed. I'm, 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 that sounds vaguely dirty to me all the time. I know it's a normal British expression, but then there's a lot of British expressions that sound vaguely dirty to me. (laughs) Chuffed. I'm chuffed. Uh, yeah. So that was really just lovely. That's great. Yep. Uh, and look, I mean, the, the interesting thing is like, I'm in the news all the time, right? Like I do a ton of media interviews, like I'm quoted all the time in like, you know, Fortune Magazine, NBC, CNN, like I do a lot of really high profile media stuff for my work. And so like Canadian running magazine on one hand is like way lower profile than like a lot of the stuff I normally work wise do. And I'm not ever as excited, like, oh, I'm just like, oh, yeah, no, I did an interview with NBC this afternoon. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, it's like, I love CNN doing it. again? Oh, <laughs> those guys always need an expert. Jeez. Uh, but I don't know. This one, like, I guess because it's about me running or like I didn't expect it. It's about, You're the news. It's not like 
with you commenting on the news, you are the story. I guess that's true. That's awesome. It was, it was very exciting. So. And it's not about, I mean, not, no offense, right? But it's not like, hey, Jen, we want to put your dogs on the calendar, on the, on the cover. You know, this is about you. It's true. It's really nice. Not these knuckleheads. Yeah. My, my moment of reflected glory was on that really hot day in D.C. when it was like 110 degrees. Oh, yeah. You and I were rowing and putting our, our double back in the boathouse and some reporter from like Channel 9 News came out and they were interviewing people in the heat. <laughs> so they interviewed us. I think and, my lines were, uh, it feels pretty hot to me. And I think I said, I don't actually think it was that bad. I gave the joke line, which is feels pretty hot to me because I was all sweaty. <laughs> so we made it on the nightly local news. Yep, I still have that on our DVR up yep, in Maryland. I have it on my laptop, too. It's, <laughs> it's my moment of glory. For you, it's like, bleh, nothing. For me, it's the high point. I don't do a ton of TV, but I do enough. I, I, I do a decent number. Did, did I mention the one time that I was on TV? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was not as exciting for me as it was for you. I said it felt pretty hot to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that so me being in Canadian Running Magazine, I'm just giddy. It's pretty cool. The highlight of my day. Pretty cool. Uh, that said, when I woke up this morning, I of course we both get the Conk Life. Is this a blues song? <laughs> we both get the Conk Life email. Da, 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 da. Oh, I woke up this, this morning. morning. <laughs> da, 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 da. I read some Conk Life. <laughs> it said, don't feed the chickens. <laughs> da, da, da. They're interfering with my happiness. <laughs> it did say, Conk Life did say, don't feed the chickens. That's the headline. Actually, it says, don't feed the chickens. It should have said, the byline should have been, they think they're some kind of big man. <laughs> you do not feed them. So the headline is, don't feed the chickens, exclamation point. It has a very good chicken picture. And uh, <laughs> it says, the kitty. You know chicken pictures. I do. I've got a lot of them. Uh, the city of Key West and the Key West Wildlife Center have been working together for 11 years to reduce the number of feral chickens roaming our streets. But we need your help. Since 2009, nearly 15,000 birds have been relocated to the mainland, but the numbers continue to rise. So if you live in Key West and you're annoyed with your chicken, you can rent a chicken trap. A live trap, yeah. <laughs> not, not, not a dead trap. A live trap. Uh, we talked about this a few podcasts ago, and then uh, you can catch your annoying chicken, and then they will transport it up to a farm on the mainland where it apparently eats bugs. You, you know you won't catch that chicken. You'll catch, like, an adjacent chicken that's, like, one of the <laughs> sycophants, sycophants chickens to the, the annoying big man chicken. And then you'll, like, deport the wrong chicken, and the big man will be like, one less rival. <laughs> I can see Dan. I stuck him into that cage. Your dad going out being like, Crap, we caught an adjacent chicken. <laughs> we didn't catch the actual <laughs> big boss chicken. The final boss remains. So Key West reminds you that they cannot trap the chickens for you, <laughs> but they can rent you a trap. Uh, actually, they'll just give you the trap. You have to give a deposit, so they make sure you bring the trap back. Catch your own chicken. Uh, yep. Nope, Still, not everyone loves the chickens as much as I do. Still trapping a group of birds will do no good if people continue to feed in the area. A new group of birds will move in, drawn by the easy meal, and those chickens will continue a legacy of crowing all night and tearing up gardens. They're being good chickens. Yeah, they're just... I like the crowing. I like the fact that they fly up on the top of the tree to sleep. It's freaking awesome. I'm also glad we don't have a rooster in our neighborhood. Well, yeah. But would I have chickens? I would totally have chickens. You would. 
Uh, if you do have someone in your area who's putting food out, you can call code compliance and help resolve the problem. I think you should get a trap and trap that person. And if then you, they'll be deported to the mainland. If you want to trap the birds or be redirected to a professional trapper, contact the Wildlife Center. They will advise you on humane deterrence that can be deployed to discourage the chickens. I think I am a humane de- deterrent. Hey, chicken! <laughs> I think you're some kind of big man. Yeah, you I better mean, keep going. moving, chicken. You I'm could be. You could get a commendation for like the chicken chaser. Oh my god! You're like the chicken botherer. <laughs> the opposite of the feeding best. the chickens is what you do. That would be the best. You are the anti-feeder. <laughs> you make them expend energy. If you do trap your own chickens, they must be brought to the Wildlife Center in a timely manner so that they're treated humanely and relocated to a mainland farm to live out their days. Do not eat the chickens. You cannot eat the chickens. Discouraged. If you, if Illegal. You're, if you have a cage for more than three weeks and you have opened a chicken stand, <laughs> we'll take it away. <laughs> Killing the chickens is illegal. So. And I think we checked, like, if... When they are sent upstate, they go to this organic farm where they they, they keep it bug-free. I mean, this is pretty good deal all yeah, around, actually. Yeah, they just wander the fields and eat bugs yeah. on the organic farm. It's pretty good. It's not going to keep the numbers down. There's going to be a lot of Key West chickens that are like, if I get really annoying, I get to go under the farm. Under the nice farm. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. sounds pretty good. I mean, we were when we were out to dinner, so the Keys are reopening finally, Um but not to visitors yet. So the, the one road into the Keys is still blockaded. There are, there's nobody with coronavirus right now in the Keys, I think. There may be one person recovering. There's a few people in a nursing home, um, but generally the Keys are free of coronavirus because we kind of closed off the road and then it just burned out because not that many people had it. Yeah. Um, so we still have very strict restrictions. We've tried not to talk about coronavirus on the podcast, but it's pretty good here. So we, Oh, it's fine when you decide to talk about it. Well, you know, this isn't like a, a everything is dystopian. Like, we have to wear masks. We went out to dinner. They took our temperature before we went in. So they have very good precautions in place. I passed. You passed what? The temperature test. Oh, Every, yes. Everything's a test. Yes, we both passed it. In fact, our temperature was the same. And she's like, oh, isn't it cute? Your temperatures are the same. You're both 97.7. It's like the new romance. It's like, oh, we get to sync our temperatures. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, so, yeah, you wear masks when you go in. You're required to wear masks everywhere in Key West. Um, checking your temperature. But nobody here is sick, right? So it feels pretty safe overall. Um, but, yeah, we were out to dinner and, uh, like, sitting up on the balcony and across the place across the street from the place we were eating there's like this empty lot with a whole bunch of chickens in it there's always a ton of chickens so entertaining for me (laughs) (laughs) they're chasing them around yelling at the chickens get over here chicken it's good but they were crowing i mean they're annoying i i get it but they're kind of joyfully annoying they're kind of like big vanks i think they're great so Bank is smaller than a chicken <laughs> in my mind. It's close. I mean, there are some big chickens. It's close. Bank, we're going to vey you tomorrow morning again. We're going to get more data. Bank is doing great with their veyance. So everybody's doing pretty good. Uh, Jay, your dad, do you have a German word of the week for us? Yeah, this is one. David Sedaris used it. So oh. maybe some of you know it if you're connoisseurs of David Sedaris. But a lot of you too young to know David Sedaris. So... <laughs> Now, there's a German word that used to be called Lebensgefährte. Germans, like many Europeans, aren't that into being married and all this, but they can, they, you can be like a partner for life or you can have legal status without being married. So instead of being just married, right, Mann oder Frau oder Ehemann, Ehefrau, 
you used to just be able to say mein Lebensgefährte, meine Lebensgefährtin, like, which is like, like a civil union or life yeah, partner. It's it's right? called life it's partner. it's a it's a translation of life partner. Yeah. But recently Germans have also been saying this is mein Lebensabschnittsgefährte. <laughs> like the partner for this segment of my life, <laughs> which is a little less permanent and has a little ominous connotation, but may also be very European and realistic, like my Lebensabschnittsgefährte. For this section of my life, this is my life partner. Jeez, oh, that's so... <laughs> it's a little dark, I guess. Yeah. Cynical, maybe. Cynical, it's cynical. And Europeans would say, it's just realistic, Jen. And it's I... realistic, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> we do not stay together forever. <laughs> It's not natural, Mono monogamy. <laughs> monogamy is nicht natürlich. This is where I go like, fuck, I am like so American. When I'm in Europe and then I get these like weird European lectures and I'm like, nope, clearly an American. <laughs> why wouldn't you get married? Europeans are like, why would you get married? That's just kowtowing to convention. I, I mean, I totally understand people not wanting to get married. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of... European cynicism that I just don't a have as an American. Assumptions that go the other way for some reason or another, yeah. Lebensabschnittsgefährte oder Gefährte. Are you implying something about me, dear dad? Nope. You I sure? just read about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking around. Well, my Lebensabschnitt is going to be the end of my days, so get used to it. You, you seem to think that those are like fairly low-numbered anyway. I've thought that since I was like... 18 though so yeah. it, it's been a long time of like i'm not gonna make it very long <laughs> surely going. i won't be grow old and now i'm old and i'm still like i won't grow much older both of his parents are 80 so i know uh i guess i'm not gonna to go. not gonna croak anytime soon <laughs> I mean, still <laughs> your genes came from one of the two places and they're both 80 I don't yeah all right but well I'm, I'm living a healthier life than either of those guys did. yeah you're not kidding <laughs> Okay, well, uh, let's leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think anything's, anything of my fears are coming true anytime soon. No. Uh, all right, everyone. Well, thanks for joining us. Thank you for... Nobody bugged me about the podcast being late, so thanks for not bugging me. We were just... Oh, yeah. Happy graduation to everyone who's graduated. Oh, crap. Again. Yeah. We didn't t- we'll talk about that on the No Rules podcast. Graduation went great. Good job, everybody tell you about the whole graduation production Even if you weren't a graduation and you just graduated or didn't graduate but finished commenced good job congratulations good job good job everybody and uh until next week don't bite anyone unless they ask you to yeah don't bite anyone through your mask nom 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 bye bye